After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to the uh, Morning Report. Uh, it is exciting to be here and um, it is Tuesday, 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 lovely Tuesday. Uh, it is election day here in Florida, and in a little bit, uh, my wife hasn't hasn't voted yet. Uh, I did some early voting, uh, so we're going to take our Tuesday walk, and we um, hang on a second. There you go. Uh, we we um, take a, a walk on on Tuesday afternoon during her lunch, and then we're going to uh, we take it at the same place where our precinct is. So hopefully we will should be able to pop in there real quick and um, cast her a ballot and um, we'll be on our little our, our little walk and be back here in time for her to log back in at work uh, it is the Democrat convention started yesterday or last night online and um, I'm gonna tell you you're not if you're going to want to hear about it you're gonna have to find someone else to hear about it uh, when I tell you I don't care, when I tell you it's the same thing, it's exactly the same thing that you've been hearing all along, it's exactly the same thing that you've been hearing all along. Exactly. Nothing. Donald Trump, orange man bad. Um, he lies. He's terrible. He's not a leader. Blah, blah, blah. All the things that you've seen that aren't true. The, the left wants you to believe what you're seeing with your own eyes isn't happening. They need you to believe what you're seeing with your own eyes isn't actually happening. 
Because if they can get you to see the emperor's new coat, then they've got a whole, a whole lot else to sell you. So, no, I'm not going to be watching. I'm, I'm not that guy. I know a lot of you are. You guys still watch MSNBC. You still um, listen to Rachel Maddow. You still, you know what, you, you watch CNN still, and you're listening to Chris Cuomo, and you, you're still doing that. And it's because you need to know what the other side's up to. I know what they're up to. And I know the solution already. Defeat them in every single solitary way. Defeat them in every single solitary way. And that's what we're doing here at uh, fightbackmedia.com, 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 fightback2020, and here the morning report. All right, we're going to cover a couple of stories and um, w- I think are that, that are interesting. One's about teachers' unions because school is starting soon and are supposed to be starting soon. And some of these unions are demanding insane stuff. Insane stuff to go back to school. And uh, surprising, surprising, they don't, some of the other stuff doesn't have anything to do with safety, PPE, COVID, mm, other stuff. And we'll talk about that. Uh, We're also going to talk about the latest hoax, the post hoax, um, because that's that's what's next. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, and we'll get our friend Tim Bryce on with um, today's The Bryce is Right. All right, hang on. We'll be back right after these messages. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer dbctampa.com a website by and for Tampa area conservatives Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com and you can too so join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com if you are a true blue conservative Small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Bloomingdale's Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 68. 35 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942 and at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. Alrighty, again, welcome back. We appreciate it. Um, school's starting soon, and uh, and I don't know what, what it's like where you are, but it is a cluster you-know-what here. Um, the local school board uh, was supposed to submit plans on reopening to the state. 
and uh, one of the one of the, the directors was offer a brick and mortar option for parents. There are there are parents who are who are ready to send their kids back into the building for all sorts of reasons. And the idea and, and the idea behind this is not that they're trying to kill them off. They're trying to save them in a lot of ways. A lot of kids really need um, that in school thing. They've been you know they've been doing this their whole life, and making the transition to a sort of an online thing doesn't work for their kid. It doesn't work for their kid. Um, it's, and 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 that's really the the big lie that this online thing works for all children, and it doesn't. It just so doesn't. Um, not everybody, you know. I when I got into education, I, I worked in the classroom that was a learning styles classroom, and um, I learned early that everybody has their um, their own learning modality, and um, teachers have their own teaching modality that they do best in. And and on, the online thing just doesn't do it. If you are a tactile learner, which means you have to reach out and touch, then you are going to suffer in the next few years because the last thing that anybody wants you to do is reach out and touch stuff and have manipulables, um, things that you can touch and see, and you know, and that's how you learn best. If you're one of those learners, one of those kids, you are going to be in serious shape here. But in any case, that's another discussion, isn't it? Uh, so the debate over whether or reopening um, schools has affected how Americans view the teachers' unions, because it's the unions. It's not the individual teachers. It's the unions. Um, it has been well publicized that unions in many districts have submitted political demands that have little to do with the pandemic safety as a condition of returning to the classroom. How cynical is that? If we don't get these political demands... Well, if you give us these, these political demands, we will send our teachers back into hell. Why, is it, why don't teachers get this? None of, none of the demands have been... Um, of course, these protesters were, uh, were done um, side by side with groups like the Democratic Socialists of America, the Center for Pop, uh, Popular Democracy. Hyperbole was on full display, especially considering that over 20 other industrialized countries have opened schools with no significant COVID-19 outbreaks. The coffins were a nice touch, especially for a virus that has a 99.8% recovery rate and where the fatalities are most common among ages uh, above the age of 70. Now, uh, we here at Fight Back 2020 did a video. Our last video was that, you know, 33.32% of people who died of COVID deaths were over 85 years old which is six years past the life expecting expectancy of the average American. So um, nationally, the average age of a school teacher is about 40. Um, all this insanity is, is affecting Americans' view of teachers' unions, according to a new poll from Rasmussen. Only about 39% of Americans think that it's a good idea that most teachers belong to a public union. Uh, the, the the number is down from 45% a year ago. More, more than a third of respondents say it's a bad thing that so many teachers are in the union. The remainder either believe that it has no impact or they aren't sure. A third, people, a third of the people say it's a bad idea. The others say, I don't know, or doesn't really do anything. 
you know, this is important. FDR uh, warned about the fundamental flaw of public unions. They they essentially negotiate against the taxpayers who pay their salaries. Hmm. In this case, they are negotiating a service that is part of the social contract. It is no different than if police unions had made unreasonable demands to continue to serve the public when the pandemic hit our shores. That would have been unacceptable. It's too dangerous for the police to go out. So the police unions say, no, unless you give us these political demands, we are not going to police your areas. We're not going to send officers to your house. 911 is closed. Completely unacceptable. The political leverage done by these teachers unions is just as despicable. Even when the mental health costs of continued isolation and lockdowns on our children are becoming more evident. Unheard of numbers, um, those between 18 and 24, have reported contemplating suicide in recent months. Even CDC Director Robert Redfield said that we are seeing more suicides and drug overdoses in these uh, on those under 45 than deaths from COVID-19. So we have two major, major teacher unions. We have the American Federation of Teachers, that's part of the AFL-CIO, and the National um, Education Association, NEA. And they both give a lot more money to support Democrats. Both unions have donated to Joe Biden in this cycle and are getting some bang for their buck. Biden has explicitly said he does not support federal funding for charter schools and will ban for-profit ones altogether. Doesn't matter if your kid does well in the charter school. The unions see it as competition. If your kid isn't sitting in a charter school, then if you're oh, or in a public school, then they don't get FTE or money for that kid. Then, you know, they may not have as many teachers teach, which means the unions don't get as much money to give political campaigns. So political campaigns have to make sure that there isn't any competition. Interesting, isn't it? Perhaps things will not go exactly as planned with the teachers union throwing in with the radical left. If projections are correct, they will be losing more children to homeschooling and small group programs run by parents. In a way, they have proved themselves to be something less than essential by playing political games. Their decrease in approval is only the beginning. An increasing number of parents are taking control of their children's education might be the best thing happen to K-12 ever. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm still of I'm still of the mindset that, you know what, kids need to go to school. Kids need to be in a classroom. Um, now, whether, that's, whether that classroom ends up being a, a, a charter school or a private school or a church school or whatever, that the public schools are losing. And they're losing because of their unions. And the teachers there are losing because their unions are out of control. That's what's going on. And that's kind of a shame. That's kind of a shame. The other shame is that the left and, and the Democrats, I'll say, that the Democrats are so desperate to beat Donald Trump in November. The latest hoax is the post office hoax. Senator Elizabeth Warren 
is criticizing President Trump's handling of the United States Postal Service ahead of the upcoming general election in November. During an appearance on the Today Show, Warren verbalized her concerns about the controversial restructuring of the Postal Service as she stressed how vital it is for the USPS to stay afloat for the American people. Now, the USPS has lost money every year for the past 13 years. It is a cluster you-know-what. It's an anachronism, in my opinion. It's one of those things that <clears throat> we're going to look back in 50 years ago. Really? Well, that's stupid. Why did they? Why did we do that? Why do we keep that way past its usefulness? I mean, they're bleeding money, absolutely bleeding money. Um, this is what she says: People depend on the post office. We're depending on it for our democracy for votes. Yeah, that's hyperbolic bullcrap. Warren said on Monday. But people also depend on it to get their retirement checks and their Social Security. Not so much. Social Security is done online and and done by direct deposit. Well, and that I'm pretty sure. My wife works at a credit union. And every first and third, those checks come. Retirement checks, for the most part, are direct deposited. I mean, almost entirely. And Social Security is entirely Entirely direct deposit. Medications through the mail. Well, you know, UPS can send UPS can send medications, and so can FedEx. Doesn't take you, you, the USPS. That's just sort of building this. If we get rid of the post office, what what are people going to do? <laughs> um, Warren said that. Donald Trump is going to do everything he can to destroy the post office because he knows that he's losing this election. And this is fundamentally wrong. Well, this is this hoax. This is not... The thing is, it's not happening. It's not happening. What's what's going on is the Democrat leaders are trying to add things, like they normally do, to do business as usual, add things to the bill, um, like the reconstruction of some of these riot-torn cities. And instead of having a clean bill that sent, that sends money to the post office. Now, I'm, I'm not a fan of USPS. I'm, I just don't know why we continue to sink money into that pig. I just, I just don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me why that can why that continues to happen again because I, I, I do believe that that the USPS is is sort of an anachronism uh, been a while for a long been, been around for a long time has served have served a, an important purpose I guess. But the way they do things, it's one of those things where, you know what, unless they make radical changes, radical changes, incredibly radical changes, they are, they're bound bound to be um, something that we used to do, you know?
and it is an independent agency. And, and, and if, you're, if you're wondering, is is United States Postal Service part of the government? It's got that weird relationship that I hate. Um, it's an independent. It's an independent agency of the executive branch of the United States federal government. So if it's independent and it's part of the executive branch, guess who has control over the executive branch of government? Hmm. Is it Nancy Pelosi? No. Hmm. Is it Chuck Schumer? No. Is it Elizabeth? I'm not really a Native American. Warren? No. It's Donald Trump. Responsible for for providing postal service in the United States, including its uh, insular areas and associated states. It's one of the few government agencies explicitly authorized by the United States Constitution. Uh, they go back to 1775 and the Second Continental Congress, you know, established by Ben Franklin. Um, yeah, they've been around for a long time. In 2009, this is this is the problem with the U.S. Postal Service right here, right here in a nutshell. Their revenue in 2019 was 71.4 billion dollars. That was their revenue. Their net income loss was $8.81 billion. That's a problem. That shows inefficiency. That shows that they are not up to speed with how they're doing it and maybe the way that we deliver mail things to people's homes needs to change. And it ain't got nothing, zero, zero to do with the election and Donald Trump. Nothing. Absolutely flipping nothing. You know? This is ridiculous. This is simply, it's, it's, it's simply something that is that the left and the Democrats need anything to attack Trump with. Coming. So, okay. Um, anyway, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with more of the program right after this. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer. DBC Tampa Dot com, a website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com. And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com.
Fightback Media is proud to have a rock-solid conservative contribute to our effort on the Morning Report. And now it's time for The Bryce is Rate. This is Tim Bryce with my column titled, Why the Hubbub Over Mail-In Voting? In the early days of this country, voting was restricted to white male landowners. Of course, this changed over the years, but there's something to be said about having landowners vote as they have a vested interest in the country. But that is another subject for another day. Historically, voting was done in person using either paper and pencil or a variety of machines. Over time, it became necessary to create an absentee ballot for people who could not vote in person. For example, people with physical disabilities, people scheduled to be out of town on voting day, members of the military serving far from home, and so on. This provided the means for citizens to fulfill their civic duty. Here in Florida, we refer to absentee voting as vote by mail, but please do not confuse it with vote by mail programs implemented by other states. Florida's vote by mail requires a person to first be registered with the state to vote, then requesting a ballot to vote. To register, you will need either your Florida driver's license or Florida identification card. Both include the person's photo. You will also need the last four digits of your Social Security number. Once registered, a person can request a ballot from the state either over the Internet, by telephone, in person, or by mail. The request can be for one time or as an ongoing basis. This all sounds rather simple, right? It is. But the two key variables here are registration and requesting. In other states, mostly western states controlled by Democrats, they are sending vote-by-mail ballots to all registered voters whether they want it or not. Such initiatives are being exercised by Democrat politicians claiming it will help those voters who do not want to catch the COVID-19 virus. The fact such legislation is being implemented strictly along party lines makes one suspect There are other motivational factors involved, such as encouraging Democrats to vote. Using registered voters from Florida as an example, here's what the Democrats are afraid of. In 2016, there were more registered Democrats than Republicans in Florida. Yet, Mr. Trump won the election here. Why? Simply because more Republicans voted than Democrats. So their hope is to motivate more Democrats to vote this time than in 2016. As an aside, the same is shaping up for 2020. As for me, I like the fundamental concept of an absentee ballot, simply because it gives people who want to vote the ability to do so, particularly if they are unable to vote in person. To ask for a ballot means you care and want to stay involved with the electoral process. Having it mailed out without requesting it is highly suspicious, as party officials may pick up ballots and vote on the voters' behalf. Let's also imagine if you know someone is missing, deceased, moved, hospitalized, or has no intention of voting. What is to stop them from voting on the person's behalf? Not much. Then again, this is incredibly illegal and falls under the category of voter fraud. Moral people would avoid doing this, but What if you're desperate enough to do anything to regain the White House and Congress? For these reasons, I am opposed to vote by mail as defined by other states. Frankly, it sounds crooked as hell. I do not have a problem with normal absentee voting, 
so long as the person is registered and has requested the ballot. As to using the COVID-19 excuse to implement such a program, why is it we can go to supermarkets and stores and not catch the virus? Is it because they know something that Democrats do not? As someone else mentioned to me, if we can't trust states to properly count COVID deaths, how can we trust them to count our votes? Call me old-fashioned, but I would still prefer only landowners vote as they have a genuine concern for their country. Friends, keep the faith. This is Tim Bryce in Palm Harbor, Florida. Follow me on the internet at timbryce.com. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get active care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.